0: Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks 107.5 The Game. And welcome into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Got a full house in studio today. Myself, Tyler Head, Chris Clark, my friend Olivia Thompson back in studio with us from Gamecock Women's Basketball. And today's special guest, Heather Hens from Gamecock Women's Soccer. Chris, you uh, brought the entire unit in today. Oh, figuring out yes, the microphones a little yes, bit. Yes, he did.
1: Yeah, we're having good. some technical difficulties, but yeah. There we go. He's helping me out with my headphones. All right, everybody but, yeah. can
0: hear? Everybody can hear everything? Okay. Yeah, we're, we're good. We're to go.
1: We're all good. It's all good. See,
0: we're not used to having this many people in the studio all at the same time, right, Chris? So when we bring in an extra guest, we've got to make sure everybody's up speed and ready to go. At least we don't have like five today or six. Um, I was just recording a
2: spot over there, and we had like seven people in the little auxiliary studio. You can fit that many people in there? <sighs> we did it. It was not. It was not comfortable, not efficient. But we did it. But uh, no, thanks. Thanks, guys, for coming in today. Yeah, appreciate, of course. Appreciate y'all being here, Heather. We were just talking outside game. Not official game one, but y'all have a game in what two days?
3: Yep, we played Duke, which is going to be a very big game because that is the team that might have knocked us out of the tournament last year. So yes, yes it is. Exciting. Very
2: so exciting. They have um, tell. I should know this. Who Who is their really, really good player that they have? I know they have a bunch of them.
3: Well, last year it was Michelle Cooper who was yes. second in the draft, Um, and yep. she single-handedly scored two goals on us.
2: Right so. shot. So she will not be uh, nope. on the field this year, nope. which seems helpful. Um, but, no, t- tell us – let's start there. Just tell us kind of the, the mindset, the outlook going into game one. I know it's just an exhibition. As you said, people can still come, though. Um, so right. y'all should go support. I won't be able to be there, unfortunately, this time. But um, tell us about just kind of the mindset, the preparation going into this first exhibition game.
3: You know, um, even though it's an exhibition, we treat everything like it's in the last bit of the season. Um, It's our opportunity to see what fits and what doesn't. We lost JY last year, who was our center back. So that's a tough loss. But we have so many people that can fill that spot. So just honestly getting back in there and treating it like it could be a final four match or anything like that
0: how does it feel knowing you're going into your final season as a Gamecock
3: I don't like to think about it um uh last year I kind of felt like there's a chance of me staying but this year it's kind of terrifying realizing that this is kind of it for me and based off this season depends on kind of my pro career after that so it's a little nerve-wracking but it's it's better sweet i love this team um i love columbia so
1: i'm happy to be here at least one more year yeah that that happens that happens is like i mean of course it happened your last year but it, it's really like a it's really like a heavy feeling you know what i mean like yeah. you, you feel like you have a whole lot of things that you want to do that you want to accomplish um and that the clock is really really ticking down now but something that really helped me out my last year was just being present as much as i could you know just i think you're a really good leader um And I think that you ha- you just have a fun personality so I think that that's gonna just like help you out a lot um this year and it's really it's really not as as hard as people say it is. You know what I mean like they yeah. say your last year is like oh, there's so much that you need to do, like so much that you need to hold on to but if, if you just if you just treat it like any other year and just keep staying present then I mean it's, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, my coaches even tell me, they're like, Heather, you just got to be present.
3: Um, And a mantra that I kind of came up with last year, treating every game like it's my last, um, every practice like it's my last, because you never know. You can get injured, you can get beat out at any moment. And just treating every single moment like it could be my last and just playing free. Um, We did a little thing last year where they took, like, pictures of us, and then they gave us a play blank. And for me, it was play free, just out there and just have fun um and i think that's when i play best is if i'm just like flying out there and having fun
2: so y'all both you know have stuck around olivia you stuck around the the women's program the women's basketball team for a while heather you stuck around women's soccer for a while so to get both your perspectives on this how much growth as a player and then just as a person i think more importantly even as a person did y'all see from the time you get to USC you're what 17 18 years old when you leave when you're finished you're 21 22
1: yeah i i did like a full 180 on my mindset about everything um the situation the situation that i i came to south carolina in um i it really built built up my mental toughness um i was pretty i thought i was pretty mentally tough before but when you when you join a team as a walk on and you don't have the same amenities that your other teammates have and you have to pay for where you live in school and I mean honestly it didn't really bother me but it was always in the back of my mind that like my parents and family out there were paying for my for my school and I didn't want that to be a a reality um for for too much longer because you know I I had the opportunity to go to a different school and and have a scholarship upon arrival um but when you when you have to work for something and earn it um and when it when you see your hard work pay off it it really it makes you makes you really optimistic about about your situation, no matter what you're in um so i I just approached every day like like I was a scholarship player you know i, I worked I worked like I was a walk on, but I appreciated every day like I had a scholarship, and I think that really that really set the tone for the rest of the rest of my college experience because i just i made it not about myself I made it about the experience I made about my teammates and learning as much as I could from my coaches um and the people around me and just building relationships. Like I've got some great relationships now with people with people within the program that I hope to carry for the rest of my life. So um just having a tough mind um and, and being being grateful for what you have is is definitely definitely sets the pace for, for your career.
3: I actually remember when um, the post came out about you getting your scholarship, and I barely knew Liv. Like, I I (laughs) didn't know her, but I really wanted to be her friend. I thought she was so cool. (laughs) Um, And I remember seeing that, and I just remember seeing how great of a teammate she was. We watch all the sports, obviously. And just seeing how much she would hype up her other teammates at any moment, um, that was really eye-opening to me. um, And it actually inspired me. I never told her this because I would never tell her that. But um, I, right really, I really, <laughs> I really you know. am proud of, like, the way she handled her situations, yeah. and it made me feel a lot more thankful for some things that I was given that um, most people take advantage of. Um, for me, if anyone knew me my freshman year, I was a little bit of a head case. I just, like, <laughs> I, it's just, like, the organization is so difficult to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play at all my freshman year. We had an amazing goalkeeper. Her name was Mick um she's a great leader she she really took me under her wing and um I just I didn't understand the time management I didn't understand like really what it took to be a college athlete and I always told myself I wanted to play pro um but didn't realize the work it put behind it and I I just remember my freshman year I just was like overwhelmed by everything and I didn't I wasn't able to play well because of that um and then my sophomore year our coach Marnie Um, she came to me and she was like, what are your actual goals? What do you actually want? And so I was like, oh, I want to play. I want to play. She's like, yeah, you got a lot. You got to change. You need to treat every day like you're going into your job and like it's professional. And ever since then, like, I realized the way I act on the field, the way I act off the field is so important. And just, like, putting priorities towards the things that I love and the things that I want um, was really important for me. And you can ask her now. She'll say I took, like, a whole 360, like, uh, she said like in training when you need to be serious you're there um you're a leader when they need you and before it was like she's just trying to make it through practice she's just trying to get through it and it really helped me grow not only as a player but also as a person and the things that you want to excel at you- needing to be present in the moment is so important and I definitely didn't know that my freshman year so.
0: and, and now that you're in your fifth year how much are you reciprocating what you've learned to the younger players coming up now
3: oh they hear me constantly say it um anytime they ask me for advice I'm like be present um be there be in the moment because it goes by quickly and everyone always says that but it really does um and just making sure that you truly are enjoying every single moment and you're enjoying the the growth I think a lot of the times people just want to kind of get through it and they just want to get through it until it's easy um but the second it becomes easy is the second that you're being complacent and that's like the second that you're not getting better. So just don't try and do stuff to make it easy, try and do stuff to continue to challenge yourself
2: uh, I like Ol- that. Olivia's scholarship post was not how long ago was that?
1: God, that was August August 5th or August 8th. So it was like close to a year ago. Yes,
2: yeah, so it was just a year or ago. Or not.
1: I mean, you know, 3 years ago. Oh, um, I was like, yeah, yeah I feel you like know it was longer mean? than that. Um, yeah. but yeah, that was that was an extremely, yeah. extremely powerful moment. Like, that was that was amazing. I think they, they absolutely – well, they nailed it the way they executed, like, the reveal. Mm-hmm. But also just hearing what Coach had to say um, and my teammates being there, just the experience was awesome. And, I mean, I couldn't have written it any better. Um, and, I mean, just that happening and me feeling like I, I – Worked extremely hard for that, and I I earned it, and it wasn't just given. I mean, that makes you makes you appreciate it a little bit more. But even even once I got it, I never I never stopped working, like I like I was like on a scholarship. You just gotta you just gotta put your head down and work. So Heather,
2: you said you you did not know Olivia at that time. How did y'all connect?
1: Well, I kind
3: of knew for those. we <laughs> followed each other on Instagram. Right. So like I was like, all right, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Like I followed a few of um, the basketball players, and a few of them followed me back. Like, and I was like, wow, this girl seems so cool. Um, <laughs> stop, she's definitely going to be my friend. Um, definitely. But I think after that, she might have reposted some kind of goalkeeping thing of mine. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we're friends now. Like, for sure, even though I it's had official. not, yeah. not yeah. had, like, a real conversation. Um, And then she'd showed up to a few of my games. I'd showed up to a few of hers. And then just kind of like, oh, we're in the same class. Like, let's be cool. Like, I want to meet more people on different sports teams, so. Yeah, I think that's kind of how it went.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I feel like we have a break coming up soon, but we I think we need to talk about how important it is to have friends on other teams, yes. friends outside of your sport, have some have some narp friends in your life that'll it'll okay. it'll just elevate your experience to another level. So, it was really great that me and Heather got to connect. Um I tried to make as many friends as I could from other teams cuz it's just nice having a, a different perspective. Um it, it's nice to kind of Take your mind off of what you're doing every single day because it is a job. It really is like a job. So when you have friends on other t- teams and you can kind of, I don't think trauma bond is the word, but <laughs> kinda close when, when you can kind of share your experiences with each other and confide in each other in that way and hear different perspectives, it's, it, it changes the game. So if anyone's listening, make some, make some <laughs> friends on other teams, make some non-athlete friends.
0: Olivia is becoming really good at this because she even knows when the breaks are coming up. She's got to (laughs) memorize. There's no paper. There's no sign. She just knows. All right, we'll hit a break. Come back with more with uh, Heather Hens and uh, Olivia Thompson here on the Garnet Trust Hour on 107.5 The Game.
3: It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game.
0: And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. Towerhead Chris Clark, along with you, Heather Hintz, today's special guest from Gamecock Women's Soccer, as well as Livia Thompson, former South Carolina women's basketball player as well. And both of you guys were talking just before the break there about the importance of having friends from other sports teams within your circle. And how important is that just from the perspective of them understanding what you go through, maybe not from your individual sport, but just sports in general on a day-to-day basis?
1: Yeah, um, I think I think it's it's super important to put yourself out there, um, but it's also super important to put yourself out there with people who understand what you're going through um, and that you can confide in um, about about what you're going through on the day to day. Because I mean, Heather Heather gets it. Like we all we we all have early mornings, we have hard practices, we have times where we're like, dang, like I don't know if I want to do this anymore. But when you have a, a person who can just listen to you. Um, hear your problems, relate to your problems, kind of have some have some good advice to get you through it, it it's it's life changing um and it, it really, really impacts the way that that you approach and and view what you're what you're doing as an athlete so i I think it's really, really important. Well, also you have like I had some people that I came from high school with, and
3: their priorities are very different mm-hmm. and when you have another athlete realizing, it's not, they're not trying to hurt your feelings. They can't hang out late. Um, they can't do this and that. Um, whereas other athletes, you tell them, hey, look, I had a hard practice today. I can't, it, it doesn't hurt their feelings. Like, they're like, oh yeah, I get it. Like we can hang out another time. Whereas it's a little bit more difficult with people who don't truly understand what it is to be a D1 athlete sometimes.
2: From an athletic standpoint, so just like the physical abilities, aside from the sport that you play, so y'all both answer this. What sport do you have the most respect for as far as, like, you don't have to pick each other's, Ooh. even though y'all are both just sitting here.
1: Oh, I think I know mine. Tennis? T- yes, 100%. Tennis? Is that yours? Yeah. Tennis yeah. or track. Oh, my God, yeah. I track? I wouldn't run. I, no. I don't run. I'm yeah. a goalkeeper for a reset. Both of, both of, those, both of those are crazy. To, I'll talk about tennis if you want to talk yeah, about tra- I love tennis. Well, okay, yeah. we can both talk about <laughs> tennis. But, t- like, Oh, my God. The pressure yeah. that starts at such a young age, I, I would say any individual sport, but tennis specifically, because one of my best friends was on the tennis team here, and she ended up transferring, but we've still kept in touch. Um, she, she would tell me some of the stuff that she's gone through since, like, a, a young age as a tennis athlete, and it's like, it's intense, like, it's, you, you really have to, like, tap into a, another level of, of mental toughness, and it's like, it's like mental torture, really, because, because yeah. the, the pressure is that extreme when you, when it's all on your, when it feels like it's all on your shoulders, um, it's completely individual, but you're still on a team, like, it, the, the weight falls it falls harder than like a, a team in general sport like a a ball and hoop or a ball in net kind of sport when it when it's you and another person on the court and and it's riding on you that that's different um and then the way the way it goes once college is over or whatever people choose to do oh my god like i can't i don't have enough a grind enough, yeah i don't have enough like intel but heather you could probably share some share some insight on on what it's like post post college um, for, for tennis athletes. Yeah, I have a few tennis athletes friends that are playing outside and they
3: travel every single week to either a different country or a different oh, wow. area, um, and they just continue to go and go and go, and there's no stop. Um, and for me, being a goalkeeper, I almost consider that a different sport from soccer, and I thought that was a lot of mental pressure because you touch the ball one time in a game and it goes in, and that's the only time you touch <laughs> yeah. it. It's like, wow, that's great. Um killed that um and it kind of reminds me the reason why i have so much respect for tennis is because i can relate to some of the tennis players like that one thing that you did might have just taken the whole entire match or game or whatever and it's tough it's a lot of mental pressure and honestly like if you have the mental game down for being a goalkeeper or even that um playing tennis like it makes a massive difference
0: uh, I was gonna say was soccer the only sport you played growing up?
3: Oh no, I played. Um, I played basketball. I mm. thought I was really good. Um, Have
0: you guys ever gone one on one in that? Oh no, oh, there's no. a reason. No, no.
3: Um, I got out every <laughs> game I ever played. Um, but I was really <laughs> locked down defense. I could rebound off of anything. Um, that girl can jump. I can <laughs> jump. <laughs> I actually reached out to Live and Aaliyah once and asked them if they could do this um, marketing idea that I had that I really thought was great. Um, but oh. then I kind of realized I need to focus on soccer in that moment. Um, but I also played lacrosse because I'm from Maryland. I was a figure skater. I snowboarded. What? I did gymnastics. Biggest one was rugby, though. Rugby, wow. yeah. Figure skating. Wow. Yep. <clears throat> Oh, my God. You
2: yeah. have, like, a wide spectrum yep. of things yeah. Right there. Yep, Rugby yep. and figure skating. Yeah, yeah.
3: that's crazy. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I did a lot. My parents were like, you're very athletic. We're just going to see kind of what catches. I'm mad at them because I think I'm more built to play, like, a tennis. And I told them, like, or I play pickleball now. Um, but I told them, I was like, you guys really ruined my potential. I could have for <laughs> no. sure gone far. They, and they're like, no. No, they spared you. Yeah. They spared <laughs> they really you did. They really did. Because yeah. my mom... Oh, mom's the best. And she'd be like, I would have been the best momager. Like, I would have gotten you into every t- tournament. Like, why didn't you do this? I could have given you the route. I'm like, I don't I don't know, mom. Yeah, I don't know. Nah, they,
1: they spared you. Yeah. They spared you <laughs> for, for sure. sure. Uh. I, I,
2: I was talking to um, Sarah Hamner from the tennis team one okay. time. And she, like, I, I honestly, like, I, my world is mainly, like, football, football recruiting. Like, that's what I'm more knowledgeable about, like, as far as how things go in recruiting and, like, what kind of their life is here. So I lean on y'all for, like, the other stuff, right? And mm-hmm. she was telling me that in high school, she basically, like, she didn't go to, like, a high school.
1: Yeah.
2: Right? So she, she's like, yeah, I, I did, like, online classes in high school, and then I played tennis, like, I'm probably going to butcher it, but I think it was, like, I oh, was six hours a day
1: like,
3: or something. And
2: I was like, whoa. Ridiculous. Like, I yeah. had no clue. Most yeah, of so them are much.
3: homeschooled because they right. don't have
1: enough time. actual school to be able to do it a lot of tennis well i couldn't do it and it's just it's it's unreal because it's amazing that it doesn't just ruin the sport for people like if i if i spent six hours a day training for basketball i would not have done it in college you know what i mean and it starts at such a young age and i mean i know some people some people are built for that you've got people who have huge dreams and ambition um and i knew that i wanted to play in college but there, no, working, training six hours a day would not make me want to be eager about playing a sport anymore, especially especially when you lose the social aspect of your life from being, like, out of school. You know, you probably can't hang out with your friends all that much if you're playing, like, tennis during daylight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. For soccer, like, most soccer players aren't
3: necessarily like that, but goalkeepers, they need to get their field training but then also their goalkeeping training so one thing that i do semi relate to like athletes kind of in the tennis realm or even like gymnastics you kind of think of is that i my my mom she found the best training opportunities for me but they weren't necessarily in maryland so Mm -hmm. i would drive about two and a half hours up to jersey in order to train um And I'd train there, and then I'd come all the way back for another training session with the field, with my field players. And then I'd have to do strength training, and I'd have to do... So, like, it sounds crazy, too, but I I would have to do similar things like that. And goalkeeping's not not taxing on your body. If anyone has ever watched any goalkeepers, especially me, I fall down like a sack of potatoes is what my coaches (laughs) say. So, like, I will go full, like, full dive and just land extremely hard on the ground. So, like... That was kind of, like, what I went through, so I can't imagine, like, yeah. the amount of time that, like, tennis players put into things. Or, yeah. Gymnast. Gymnast right. is another oh, one. Swimmers. Swimmers, yeah. swimmers, they wake Oof. up so early. Couldn't do it.
1: Swimmers. Not yeah, me. that's another one. The Swimming yeah. is crazy, swimming's but... one I couldn't do. But, no, Heather Heather sacrifices herself every time <laughs> that ball is, is near the goal. Um, but, obviously, it works, because she, she's, like, best the best. No. Yeah. No, no.
2: So, the gymnastics is one, like... And I feel like youth sports, too... In the past, I don't know, like five or ten years, like it's gotten more. I guess intense is the right word. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Like, oh, with yeah. the a, the amount, like, it's a multi-multi billion with a B dollar industry, and so, yep. like, even for my daughter, like, and I'm not just saying this because it's my daughter. Like, you know, I I really think that she could be an extremely good gymnast. Like, they do gymnastics, and you can see some of the things she can do, like without training. But we're like, oh, do we really want to do this? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, yeah.
1: like, it's, no a, lot. it's it is, it is a lot. It is a lot. And I mean, I grew up, I grew up in the South. And here, like, competitive cheerleading is everything. <laughs> like, my high school, Lexington High School, I think we won, like, every state championship every year I was there for competitive cheerleading. And those girls start, like, fresh out of the womb. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, hmm. as soon as they can walk, they're learning back handsprings and, and cartwheels and that's the reason I had to stop yeah it's it's (laughs) intense it's so intense and they'll spend hours upon hours tumbling Mm -hmm. every single day and it's just it's so taxing on your body like anything anything you do for that many hours is going to be extremely taxing on your body so to see to see people go professional go to college even even go to like play in high school like it's 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 an accomplishment. Like it is a major, major accomplishment. And people, I, I don't. I think people who aren't really involved in it understand like the yeah. magnitude of of what is put into it.
0: Well, and a lot of those athletes that do spend their entire lives doing nothing but training and playing that sport, when they finally get to a college environment where they have a little bit of that freedom and can go out on their own a little bit, sometimes some of them don't know how to handle it.
1: Oh, one hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That like the yeah the some people will go haywire and and it's because it's because they had so much structure their whole life as as soon as they're away from it they're like i'm free so i I like for 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 parents for parents who are like want to get their kids into sports just like let them be a kid like let them let them grow up let them find their own love for something because that happens too much where parents project uh their own wishes onto their kids and that's just that's just not fair i was very are we going on a break? I was very, very <laughs> fortunate with with my with my parents because, I mean, even even up until I was like signing the letter to go to college, my mom was like, "I know you love it, but if if you decide that it's something that you don't want to do, you do not have to do it by any means." And it, just having that having that feeling of comfort and support, and knowing that I am like loved and appreciated no matter if I decide that I just stop loving a sport, I mean, it's, it's everything. And some people don't have the luxury of that. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard for some people. So I was very, very fortunate with my, with the parents that I have. Um, and I'm sure Heather, do you, do you feel the same yeah, 100%. way? A hundred percent. Yeah. I and mean, I know people
3: who are still doing it. You can't be a college athlete if you don't love it. Yeah. And if you're being forced to not being forced, but you feel like it's your parents' dream and not your dream, it's, it's. Mm. I've seen teammates go through it before, yeah. and it's really heartbreaking because it's way too much work to not love it. Um, and if, if it's because of outside factors, you just want to be a D1 athlete, it's not necessarily worth it. You only should do it if you truly love the sport.
0: Have you yeah. all ever seen the documentary Trophy Kids?
1: No,
3: I haven't.
0: I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. I saw it a couple of years ago, but if you can find it, watch it. It's the perfect example of, like, parents living vicariously through their children, through their respective sports. It's pretty, pretty intense.
1: It is yeah. intense. And it happens so much, like so, 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 so much. And it's, it's, it's really unfortunate. So.
2: There, yeah. there I remember, you know how you'll get like these weird, like core memories, I guess, like several years ago, we were at this batting cage in Myrtle, in, uh, probably in Myrtle Beach, I guess. I'm just going to go goof around. And this dad had taken his kid. This kid was probably between, I don't know, he's probably like, eight years old. And like the dad takes him out to the batting cage, and the kid is like missing some balls, and he's just like berating the yeah. kid. Yeah, and was like, "We're we're leaving." He's like, "Get get in the truck, we're leaving." And I'm just like, like any yeah. love that that kid did have for the game, like you're erasing Gone. it. You oh know yeah, I mean? yeah, like, yeah. It's crazy.
1: And kids pick up on that fast. Yeah, like like it, it becomes it becomes very very noticeable that it, it's not the kid's dream; it's their parents. Have um, you guys at a young of age, dance moms. Oh, yes. soccer moms Ooh. are a thing. Soccer moms yeah. are for sure a oh,
3: thing. Oh, we and we know that. Soccer girl. coaches <laughs> are for sure a thing. And I just remember after a tournament, sitting there and seeing this coach absolutely rip into these kids. I would tell you they were probably about fourteen years old. Mm-hmm. And what that does to not only a fourteen-year-old but a fourteen-year-old girl. Mm. It just it really yeah. does ruin the sport completely, and yeah. luckily I have an older sister who went through it all, and I got to see her go through it, and I got to learn the lessons she learned by not actually going through it, which I think honestly saved me from like wanting to not wanting to quit earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I if I wouldn't have had her lessons, I I don't know how I would have gone through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, me me personally, I I had some a lot of ups and downs. Uh, throughout my college career because i was like I was like you know i i knew from the moment that i like started playing basketball really that I didn't want to go professional it was something that i loved it was something that i enjoyed doing it's something that i i became good at and was able to allow it to take me to college but I knew i didn't want to go professional so when you're surrounded by by a group of a group of girls that want to being the WNBA, you're, you kind of feel a little bit, a, a little bit on the outside, um, and it, it it messed with my head a little bit because I was like, why why am I putting myself through this day in and day out if I don't even want it to like carry into my future? Um, but I, I leaned I leaned on my parents a lot, um, and I, I leaned on what my mom had said, just like me growing up in basketball, just like do do what you love if it if it doesn't make you happy anymore don't do it but keep keep working hard um but she she really just she really was just very very comforting um and it it kept me in there because i still had a love for it and it still made me happy and in in the low times it was very very nice to be able to lean on her and and hear what she had to say and just some some insight on that so it's having having parents that support you is, is is everything as well so that's, that's how I feel about that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We'll have more of the Garnet Trust Tower coming up next here on 1075 The Game. What you're talking about, sponsored by Love Chevrolet. 1075 The Game. Welcome back into the Garnet Trust Tower here on 1075 The Game. Tyler Head, Chris Clark, along with you today, special guest Heather Hens from Gamecock Women's Soccer, as well as former South Carolina women's basketball player Olivia Thompson hanging out as well uh heather you mentioned right there before the break your your sister megan that played at michigan went on to play professionally now uh i see most recently an assistant coach for penn's women's soccer team what kind of pressure is that growing Mm -hmm. up in, in that shadow
3: um it was a lot of pressure actually i did not handle it well at first either um i was like She's a goalkeeper. I'm not going to be one. I refuse. Um, I was a field player. I thought I was going to be the next Messi. Um, <laughs> wrong. Like I said earlier, I hate running, so it didn't work for me. Um, and it actually, because of her, I became a goalkeeper because when my team got went to England, we were sitting there and the goal, other goalkeeper got hurt, and they are like, Heather, your sister's a goalkeeper. Go in. I was like, <laughs> fine. I guess I'll do it. So I went in, and I had... So much fun I like we ended up having a shutout that game um and I just literally like lit up like my coach was like you're not going on the field again like you're <laughs> not and I was like no I started this season as a field player I'm gonna finish it out because whenever I start something you gotta finish <laughs> it ended up going to the region team and didn't make it at all didn't even get looked at because I was on the field um so then the next year I became a goalkeeper and my sister was like, I want to train you. Like, I want to help you out. Like, she's like, she's the best role model, best sister you could ever ask for. And I was like, no, this is my journey. Like, I want to do it myself. Um, and until, like, really, honestly, high school, like, I changed, changed in eighth grade. But until, like, end of high school, I really started to accept her help and realized it's not me versus her. Um, it's her helping me become the best version of me. Um, And a lot of other people who have siblings know it's very, very tough being the younger one. Um, She was, like, the best goalkeeper to come at my high school for years. And I was like, great. Now I got to go and do this. Like, this is fantastic. Love this. But one thing that, like, really helped me is realizing we couldn't be any more opposite of goalkeepers. Um, She is much stronger than I am, much more built. Um, She can demand a box like any other. Um, I'm... Much smaller. Um, <laughs> I weighed about 70 pounds when I became a goalkeeper. I was tiny. Um, my parents didn't want me in there. And I just realized, like, my thing is jumping. Like, I can I can really get in the air. I can really just sacrifice myself. Um, I was really just athletic and just taking her style into my own style and then having her just be my support and not making it me versus her just really changed everything for me.
2: The most fascinating part maybe for me, when I think about keepers is like matchups for penalties, right? Whether it's yeah. a shootout or just like a, an in-game penalty. So w- walk me through that. Like just kind of the mindset, like mindset, strategy.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, we actually won against Georgia and PKs, which got us to the final for the SECs. Yep. And um, for goalkeepers, it's honestly my mantra is it is what it is. Like it's not meant for me. Um, you are sitting on a line and they get to shoot it as hard as they want to and you're not allowed to step off the line. If you step off the line, they make you redo it. Mm-hmm. So it's not for goalkeepers. Um, it's all about reading people as well as you can um, and just taking this opportunity um, and just going with it. I just remember going up to the Georgia keeper. She played fantastic. She had a great game. Um, and I'm never going to bash that because she did so well. And but She's a freshman. And going into that, that is a lot of pressure. Mm. Being a freshman going into a PK shootout, and before everything, no matter what, I I always try to make friends with goalkeepers. They don't like it necessarily, but I always try to make friends. <laughs> we all we all go through the same thing. Mm-hmm. You might as well. And I remember going up to her before. I was like, "Hey, girl, it is what it is. Like, good luck." Because there's no point in us being like salty towards each other right now. And she was like shaking. Like she was oh, shaking. she was like kid. wanting to give me the fist bump, and I was like, "Oh no, like." like i i already knew in that moment i was like we have this just right. because like it's tough and it's hard and she she's going to have a great future i know she'll do well um but it's just stuff like that where like you just got to kind of fake it till you make it you got to yeah. show that like confidence and you just you can't let anyone see that you're not confident cuz the second they see that they're like we've we've got this yeah. and
2: do you um do you talk to the player that's about to take the kid? No. You don't hear uh, One thing of about
3: me is I get competitive and if we're playing a board game, I'll talk crap. But <laughs> if it comes to goalkeeping, I do not try to talk anything. Um I'll like maybe sometimes like pretend to go one way and go the other way. Like yeah. but I will not talk because the second I talk it goes in the back of my net. And I refuse <laughs> to be that person yeah. to like talk and like get in someone's face and then they like score on me. I just like to show my confidence. Right. Silently and with my actions. Can
0: you give more insight into that kind of chess match that a penalty kick is between the goalkeeper and the person uh, kicking?
3: Yeah, I mean, sometimes we are given where they shoot because you can see where they shoot. But, I mean, people change up their PKs all the time. And I remember during that Georgia game, they scored a PK to tie it. And I was so angry because I'd look, I I had written the girl's PK somewhere on me. I'm not gonna say just in case other teams. I
1: like
3: had <laughs> <laughs> um, written it, and I was like, I know where she's going, and I went the wrong way because she changed it. And I was so angry. And then the first PK they took, I also had written it, and I looked, and it I, it was wrong again. So I was like, I'm done with like just going off of stats. Like I'm just gonna use my intuition. And the one that I ended up saving, the two that I saved, the first one, I was just looking at her and she had scored earlier in the game. And I was like, I'm not letting you score (laughs) again. I refuse. Like, I just remember looking at her and I just remember seeing like where her hips were going and just like, just kind of let like my intuition take it. And I ended up going the right way and saving that one. And then I was so pumped. Like I was clapping, like I was, I was feeling it in that moment. So then the next one I was like, just go, just go naturally because there's no point in just trying to like stick to a number or stick to a side. Just kind of feel it out.
2: Um, what's the toughest one to say? Like, is it? You see, some people like we saw. Okay, let me give you an example. USA Sweden mm-hmm. the other day. Did you watch that game? Yes. I did. Okay. Did you get up for the whole thing? 5 I no,
3: no. We had training, so I couldn't get up for the whole thing. Okay, but I watched the second half.
2: I came down. Like, yeah, I watched. I watched extra time actually. Um, it seemed like. The pl- so, some of the players from both teams are trying to go, like, top corner, and they just blasted it into the stands. Yeah. What's the toughest? What's, like, if it's kicked well, you're not saving it
3: almost well, no matter what? Definitely. And, like, it's easier to go low for sure. Right. Um, so, like, so top, it's corner. Top, co- top corner. So, definitely top corner, which is terrible. I feel so bad for listener and Aaron. she She took those PKs, and she made her own. Yeah. She saved one, and then for the last one to be literally by a millimeter – that's tough, and she like that that's really hard to see as a goalkeeper. you really feel for', them. um, but definitely, if they do that or if you're guessing and they know you're guessing and they go down the middle, that one hurts the most. Yes. It's like
1: that's just rude, like why <laughs> would you go down the middle? Right. you
3: made me look horrible right
1: yeah, I have this is like gibberish that I'm hearing right now, but it, <laughs> 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 um but it's 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 intense like that's that's a very, very mental mental game that you play.
3: You actually but, came to a game where I saved a PK in the game. I did. And you posted it.
1: I, I did. It,
3: yeah. Oh my gosh, I did. I remember these things.
1: It'll, it'll be <laughs> it'll be so nice now. I can I can come to more to more uh, women's soccer games and more more sports games in general. Just now that I have a bit of a more free open schedule. Yeah. Um. So it'll it'll be nice to to reconnect with my friends who are who are still at the university. Um. But I'm definitely, I definitely feel like that that person that, that graduates and just lingers. <laughs> um, <laughs> probably will be But I'm I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna own it. It's a, it's a great university. It's a great establishment. I I really have no rush on on getting out of here. Um, so it'll be nice to enjoy it while I can.
0: All right, we'll come back and wrap up today's edition of the Garnet Trust Hour here on 107.5 The Game. It's the Garnet Trust Hour on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. And welcome back into the Garnet Trust Hour. A couple more minutes to go. Myself, Chris Clark, the Herndon Chevrolet Studios. Today's special guest, Heather Hens from Gamecock Women's Soccer, as well as Olivia Thompson, former Gamecock Women's Basketball player. You guys talked about being friends, talked about being competitive. Outside of playing each other's respective sports, what kind of competitions do you guys engage in?
1: Pickleball. Pickleball. Except we're on the same team. So well, we played each other. We played each other halfway once. Half, halfway, right. halfway, halfway, but we really get in the zone. We're on the same team. She we're plays like, in flops though. I hate it. Yeah, I, what? I, I she had plays my, in her flip flops, and it's so annoying. Like, you roll G's your zone.
3: ankle?
2: Not,
1: no, I kill it in my. Flip-flops. I mean, you're better athlete
2: than I. I have literally have two rolled. Yep. Ankle. I rolled my other ankle, so I snapped my right ankle like two years ago playing so- old man soccer. Oof. And then the left one I rolled last week playing kickball.
1: Oh no. Dang, yeah. They're too
0: bad ankles. Don't you need, like, grip
2: for yeah, pickleball, though? Yeah, you
1: do. Uh, well, it's I had, annoying. I are good flip-flops. So angry. No, I had I my, I had my <laughs> industrial flip-flops. Um, industrial. So No. They,
3: I could hear her running from, like, five feet away. She's Should- you just hear tap 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 tap. I'm like, bro, stop.
1: So next time, next time, I'll have my my sandals with some with some. Like or at least wear
3: Crocs, with <laughs> the sports.
1: <laughs> motor. I can't. I'm not. I'm not wearing Crocs. You'll so, catch me catch me dead in so, some Crocs.
0: So who's the better pickleball player?
1: Me, yeah, for sure. Me. No, I'm more aggressive. 100. percent You don't have. The I'm spin better. At, that I have. I'm better. I'm better at serving. <laughs> nope. I'm no. Better, no. You're yes. Tripping. You know, girl, you're terrible at serving. Are you kidding? Yeah. I no, I'm not I'm, hit, not. I'm not. I
3: literally hit the corner every time. I hit so many
1: times. You hit wall so what
3: i do i def- i think she actually has a lot of potential for sure <laughs> and do but i definitely have her at the moment I i'm still say. better there's only serving. one way to
2: solve this tyler and i don't we don't know y'all are just yeah, talking I mean, we haven't seen it come so out we need to, to yeah,
0: 1075 the game sponsored Pickleball, pickleball tournament for all athletes yes for We're all athletes gamecock all women soccer
3: does have a pickleball yes. tournament coming up my coaches will love that i just said that can you so, give us a little more go. detail yeah so it's um august 19th uh you can check off with of gamecock women's soccer um go on the instagram go on honestly anything with gamecock women's soccer and you'll find it um the donation goes to our team so if you love gamecock women's soccer you might as well come out and play it can get pretty competitive. My dad has a matching T-shirt with his partner, so it's it's pretty Ooh. it's pretty legit. So,
2: now, do they get to play you, or if, if no, somebody sadly. signs, are you they just the fans just watch, or they get to participate? No,
3: they get to participate. Yeah, so they could. might play your dad. Yeah, they might play my dad. I wouldn't and want he's, to play he's him. He's pretty fire. So, are, are you he better is, than him? I'm better than my dad, but <laughs> okay. he's he's been practicing up in Ohio lately, so I don't know. He might oh, be pretty mm. good.
2: I keep hearing of um. I, I know a lot of guys. I have not played pickleball yet, ever. I keep hearing, I'm a little bit scared because, like, I don't see it as a sport where you should get injured a lot, but I keep hearing of guys that, like, I play soccer, or Ultimate Frisbee with, and they're like, I got hurt, and I'm like, how? Pickleball, and I'm like, what?
3: It gets it intense, doesn't... that's why. Because okay. you'll go for things, and you're like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like, like there's I been stretch, times, yeah. I'm not allowed to do it right now. My coach just said no, um, because they know that's I get call. competitive, and I legitimately dive. Like, I'm a goalkeeper on there. Yeah. Um, so, it gets a little too competitive. It does.
1: It does get a wee bit competitive. Not
2: what's here. your, what's your, um, I was thinking, I actually saw a clip, Heather, of God, who are y'all playing? I guess FSU last year. Yes. You got a layout or like top corner, you saved it, and then somebody kind of wrecked it. sat on you. my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. She sat on Sat me. on
2: your head. Um, what's your, it, what's your best save? Can you think of one?
3: Um, Career. that's definitely, that's probably, probably it. it. Um, another one in Kentucky that I love was when they were crossing it and the girl one-timed it and it genuinely was going in the upper 90 and I, Jumped up and saved it, but FSU felt the best just because they were number one at the time. They so were shutting out FSU was pretty great. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you ever do you ever look back? Um, how frustrated do you get when you, you know, I'm sure in the game it's frustrating when the other team scores, but like I, I know you all go back and watch the film. Are there any? What kind of attitude do you take? You're like, oh, there's not much I could have done there, or do you get frustrated because you're like, I definitely should have had that. Could have done something different.
3: I mean, I personally like will try to act like I can save everything. So, like, that's a pretty toxic mentality sometimes. <laughs> um, during games, I always tell kids that, like, I'll train that or that come to camps, like, you know, those little Etch-A-Sketch things where, like, you, like, draw those pictures and then you just shake it and erase it. I always tell them to imagine that. Mm-hmm. And then when you've messed up or you've gotten scored on, you just erase it all. You, like, shake it all off and you erase it because the second you're thinking of that goal that you got yeah. kind of scored on yeah, is that you're still thinking about something that you shouldn't be thinking about anymore, and you're most yeah. likely going to get scored on again.
0: You yeah. mentioned how hard you land uh when protecting the goal. How do you feel the day after a game Aborable. usually? Horrible.
3: <laughs> Terrible. Um, there was one game where I was literally, like, came up to our chair, and I was like, I feel like I was hit by a train. Um And the one, the one game um that he was talking about where she landed, she literally landed on my neck. Um After that, I, like, needed to, like, get cupping and I needed to get all this stuff done wow. because it was so tight. Yeah. I like couldn't
1: I couldn't like move the next day. I remember one of the games that I went to, you you fell so hard it took you like a minute to get up. Yeah. And like the crowd was like, ooh. I'm a bit dramatic sometimes, I won't <laughs> <laughs> lie. Yeah. She's and you, just, like, just, like, second you just like splat on the ground. And I was yeah. like, dang, like she is unconscious. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, it's it's tough. Like, God, sacrificing is the way to put it. But hey, gotta do what you gotta do you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes
2: heather last thing for you let it uh remind us again next game for you guys y'all have a two big ones to open the season one's an exhibition one's regular season right so let us know about those next two games
3: yeah so obviously we start with duke um that's going to be on thursday and it's a massive game seeing that they're the last team that we played um and then after that we play clemson at clemson so Anyone in South Carolina, please show up for the Gamecocks because it's going to be a game and a half. Since I've been here, I don't think we beat them, so it'll be a pretty big game, big one.
0: All right, well, that's all we have time for on today's Garnet Trust Hour. head thanks so much for hanging out. Best of luck in your final season, Olivia. Thank you so much for coming back again. You seem to like this place.
1: I do. <laughs> I really like it here. It's great that I got it's to do it. Yeah, it's great to get, I got to do it with one of my besties. So.
0: All right, coming up next is the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game.